This is episode 228, which is an exclusive sneak peek into everything that integrative dietitian and personal trainer Brooke Joanna Benlefer keeps in her kitchen. Man, she keeps some really good tasty things in her kitchen. And it's such a great episode if you're struggling with what to put in your keto pantry and how to keep your family healthy, eating good keto foods. Plus, she's sharing her top tips for cultivating a healthy relationship with food. You don't want to miss this. I'm pretty excited to share this with you. Questions about today's content? You can head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. You can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Now our guest today, if you haven't already guessed it, is Brooke Joanna Benlefer, who's a Cornell University graduate, a registered dietitian, and an ACE certified personal trainer specializing in weight management and youth fitness. Her private practice focuses on on integrative and holistic approach to wellness. She helps clients find balance and become nourished, strong, and joyful so they can show up and be fully present in their lives. Okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working. Did you know imbalanced hormones are generally at the core of all struggles that women face when it comes to our weight? Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started with the show. This is Brooke Joanna Benlefer back again with Leanne Vogel of Health for Pursuit to talk about what I keep in my kitchen, pantry, and fridge and freezer. I always love listening to episodes about a day in the life for someone. So I figured since I'm a dietitian and a personal trainer that I would share with you what my kitchen looks like in terms of the foods that I love to have on hand and a few treats that are spread here and there. None of these products are sponsored, but they're just the things that I happen to have in my house right now and things that I really love and have come to trust. So let's start with what I have on my kitchen counter. Right now, oranges are in season and I love the car car oranges. My kids love them too. And I love giving them to them because they're a great dose of vitamin C. Easy to eat. They have fun peeling them and just great to keep on hand, especially as an emergency snack in the car. We also always keep bananas on hand, usually between one and three bunches of bananas, so between eight and 24 bananas. I like to get ones that are pretty unripe. The unripened ones are great to throw in a smoothie for some resistant starch. So when you see that light green uh, tinge on the tip of the banana, that means that it's a little bit unripe and it's higher in what's called resistant starch, which is actually um, a prebiotic fiber which is helpful for your gut bacteria to nourish that good gut bacteria. And as the bananas get riper, especially when they get very ripe, they can just be thrown into smoothies with some nut butter or can be used for some quick banana breads, things like that. You can certainly always freeze them and use them for later. So I don't really mind if I get too many bananas. If they start to get really overripe, I just peel them and put them in a Ziploc bag in the freezer and keep them there for months at a time. I also keep apple cider vinegar around. I like the raw and unfiltered kind that's organic, and you can do dilute that with water and about a tablespoon in 
eight or 16 ounces of water before a meal can help to aid in digestion. It can also help to uh, lower blood sugar a bit. As for teas, I love drinking tea throughout the day, even if it's summertime, maybe I'll make some iced tea. Right now I'm loving the Newman's Own Organics Turmeric Ginger Herbal Tea. I don't do well with caffeine, I'm very sensitive to it, but I do love herbal teas. This one has some really simple ingredients, just organic turmeric, ginger, licorice, orange peel, orange oil, and black pepper. And like I said, it's all organic. All of those ingredients are organic. I've also been loving the Loose Leaf Tea Company. Um, they're here in Southern California, but they make a bunch of different herbal blends. It's actually a community-driven company, and um, they have wonderful blends for various conditions like migraine relief, um, things that help with sleep. I love the chamomile lavender one. That's really soothing before bedtime, so that's a, a big one that we like to do here. Now let's take a look in the fridge. So I'm actually gonna open up my fridge here and kind of give you a peek inside. I love to keep some bottled sparkling water around. Right now I have the Perrier, just plain sparkling water with no flavors whatsoever. I always try to avoid anything with any kind of artificial sweetener. And even the ones that don't have artificial sweetener, sometimes that word natural flavor we don't really know exactly what is contained in that natural flavor. So just plain sparkling water is really a nice addition without having to worry about any of those kind of hidden ingredients in there. I also like to keep the Chobani whole milk plain Greek yogurt. It's the 5% milk fat. It's really rich and creamy and thick, and it's good for both sweet and savory dishes. So sometimes we'll add some blueberries to that and a touch of some raw honey if we want it sweeter. If you want to use it in a savory dish, you can always add some spices to it, like some celery seed or some turmeric or uh, curry, and then use it to dip veggies in. I also love the Wild Brine Raw Organic Sauerkraut. We actually buy it in a big tub, and my son actually loves to have a few spoonfuls of sauerkraut. It's a good way to get some healthy probiotics in and some good veggies. Next up is almond butter. So almond butter is one of my favorite nut butters to use. Again, it's great for savory dishes, for dipping veggies in. You could even add it to pasta sauces. And you can also use it certainly, you know, to make a sandwich, anything like that with some crushed um, berries or a little bit of jam if, you, if that's your thing. We also love having eggs on hand. So I like to buy, um, at least a dozen eggs a week to use them for fried eggs, maybe make some hard-boiled eggs. You can certainly buy pre-hard-boiled eggs. That's a really easy thing to do nowadays um, if you want to save some time. But making a big batch of hard-boiled eggs um, and then keeping that in the fridge and using it during the week is another easy way to do it. You know, make kind of a big batch all at once during kind of a meal prep time. And next up, I'm just looking through here, is some tzatziki, which is kind of like a yogurt-based Mediterranean dip and spread. And it's just made with low-fat yogurt, cucumber, dill, lemon juice, garlic, and spices. Um, it is wonderful for dipping those baby carrots in or cucumbers, things like that, um, as well as hummus and a big container of grape tomatoes. Again, a kid favorite. I also keep on hand, at least this week, it seemed like a nice kind of thing as the weather's getting a little bit cooler to have some organic fusilli, uh, which is just made with red lentil flour. So it's actually some fresh pasta. It cooks in three minutes and it's a beautiful addition. It's those um, curly, you know, corkscrew pasta, which again, kids tend to love. It is gluten-free um, for those of you that like to live a gluten-free lifestyle. 
And it's really nice because you can give it to kids for a school lunch if you have leftovers from dinner the night before. I'm a big fan of leftovers, by the way. Yeah, and I also keep on hand always apples. So this season, this week, we have two bags of gala apples and we use them um, sliced up. We actually also will make a lot of cooked apples, almost like making a homemade applesauce. I'll just put it in a big microwave safe dish and um, soften it up a little bit in the microwave till the juices are flowing and it gets nice and cooked. Or you can do it in a crock pot, anything like that, probably an instant pot as well. I usually will do either a crock pot for a big sauce or a little bit in the microwave to soften it up. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. Okay, so you're likely supplementing with collagen, and if you've been following me a while, you know I don't align with any collagen brand because the quality is about the same everywhere. And my motto is, supplement with the stuff, just get one that's easy to find, doesn't break the bank, and use it often. But okay, so I found this beauty collagen that's 25 to 40% less expensive than other brands while having the same quality. So there's that. Plus, I'm about to share a 25% off coupon code with you, and I'm really excited about this. The brand is Fancy Formulas. It's the only collagen powder enhanced with MCT oil powder, biotin, and hyaluronic acid for bonus skin, hair, and nail benefits. And because of the added MCT oil powder, you can just add this collagen mix directly to water. You don't need any fancy smoothie-making skills or coffee. You don't need a blender. Just mix with water and enjoy it. Pairing the collagen with MCT fats slows the absorption of protein and makes it so that you don't need to add it to anything else but water. Okay, there's three flavors. My favorite flavor before bed is the turmeric blend, and I can't go the morning without the charcoal lemonade before I break my fast. Now, you can go to fancyformulas.com slash KDP. Use the coupon code KDP for 25% off your entire purchase. Okay, that's fancy formulas.com slash KDP. Use the code KDP for 25% off. I don't know when this code is going to expire. I know that it will fairly soon. So if you're like, I need to load up with collagen, do it and enjoy it. We'll also keep some roasting veggies on hand. So this week I ended up buying a big batch of fresh Brussels sprouts. And what I'll do with those is actually just put them on a baking sheet with a big sheet of aluminum foil. And then I'll take some avocado oil spray and generously spray that over the Brussels sprouts. And then I will use whatever spice I have on hand. So I'll either make um, a blended spice or again, a curry is good. I like the Balanced Bites Ranch Spice Blend. I'll use that sometimes. And yeah, just toss it in the oven. On that baking sheet, I usually put it at about 400, 25 degrees for about half an hour or so. Kind of depends on your oven, how fast things cook. But that makes a really nice tray of roasted vegetables. They're delicious, again, that evening or for dinner or the day after. If you have some leftovers, it's nice to have kind of some cold roasted vegetables sometimes with like a warm soup or a slice of toast, something like that is a welcome addition in the fall. I also keep on hand what I call baby versions of vegetables. So I mentioned the grape tomatoes. I also do baby carrots and the cocktail cucumbers. So kids tend to love things that they can dip and dunk. And they also like things that are kind of made for them, their size. So these feel really nice for kids, but 
of course, they're fun for adults too. So I also keep um, beef snack sticks, um, some fresh meat. Uh, right now I have ones from Green Ridge Farm. They are Green Ridge Farm Naturals beef snack sticks. No nitrates or nitrites added. And it comes in a small batch. Each stick has 14 grams of protein, which is really nice. Um, again, to kind of keep you fueled throughout the day. I also keep squares of cheddar cheese. Right now I have um, Tillamook just the natural medium cheddar cheese, which is delicious, a great snack. And as far as some more beverages go, I have the um, just plain unsweetened almond milk. And sometimes I'll get the uh, vanilla unsweetened almond milk too, which is really nice for oatmeal. And I have some cold brew coffee, um, Lucky Jack brand. That is actually just for when visitors come because my family, we don't really drink coffee. Um, again, we said that we don't really do the caffeine just because I get migraines from caffeine. It does not work well with me. But um, yeah, we're just more into the, the herbal teas and things like that. I also keep on hand Parmesan cheese and some avocado oil mayo. I like Primal Kitchen brand and Chosen Foods, which is what I have here right now, the Chosen Foods. And I also keep the Coconut Aminos. I love that, again, on cucumbers, on stir-fry veggies. It's great on some chicken, things like that. Then we go to the freezer. So in the freezer, one tip is to always keep plenty of frozen veggies on hand. So if you're ever in a pinch or you find that you end up buying fresh food only to end up throwing it away, which is really feels like a waste. And a lot of times it's just, it's not something that you plan, but maybe you end up eating at a friend's house or eating out one day and you're just not going through your fresh stuff as fast as you thought you would. If you buy less of the fresh stuff and keep some frozen veggies on hand, you don't run into that problem quite as often. So I like to keep uh, frozen broccoli on hand, frozen cauliflower rice, and frozen stir-fry veggies. Those tend to be always available at any major um, grocery store or wholesale club store. In addition to that, I like to keep some frozen fish on hand. So I will do some pre-portioned uh, wild sockeye salmon. It, it's pretty expensive, but if you just use it once in a while, it breaks down to being you know, not that much over the course of a month or so, or however long you use it. I'll also keep some 100% grass-fed beef patties on hand for um, either cheeseburgers or to you know, whip up a couple for a barbecue, something like that. And I will also keep bread in the freezer. And the reason I keep bread in the freezer is because I like to buy it fresh, but sometimes we don't go through it quite as fast as we thought we would. So by keeping it in the freezer, it prevents it from, you know, certainly going bad in the time that it would if it was out on the counter or even in the fridge. So we like uh, real authentic sourdough bread, and that has beneficial properties, again, in terms of digestion. It tends to be more easily digested, and it has the real ferment in it, um, kind of as a starter culture, which is healthy for you. And right now, I have a seasonal favorite, which is some uh, cranberry walnut bread, and I love that, especially to toast a piece of that up during the fall. It's really nice. I'll also keep frozen fruit on hand, especially frozen berries. Berries, as you know, especially if you buy them out of season, can be quite expensive. But if they're frozen, they tend to be a little bit less expensive, you know, cost per, per ounce, and um, you can have them all year round. So there's two ways to go about this. One is that you can stock up on berries when they are in season during the summer, buy some fresh bunches of fresh berries, and then just wash and freeze them in Ziploc bags or freezer-safe containers and keep them in your freezer. Or you can just buy frozen berries, you know, throughout the year at any time when the fresh ones might not be in season. So that tends to be what I keep in the 
freezer, along with the kids' lunch packs. I get them from Packet, P-A-C-K-I-T, and they stay cool for the whole school day. So um, I keep them in the freezer. They have an insulated ice pack in the lunch bag or lunch backpack. And then I'll just, in the morning, put their lunch in there and it keeps it cool throughout the whole school day, which is really, really nice. You don't have to deal with separate ice packs or anything like that or worry about items going bad. I hope you're really enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. Snap a pic and tag me at Healthful Pursuit or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. So now let's move to the pantry. This is where I will keep all of my shelf-stable fats. So things like organic virgin coconut oil. I buy the big tub of that. Um, it has so many purposes. So I will use it to you know, make uh, paleo pancakes or to coat my um, cast iron pans to keep them kind of well seasoned. And I'll certainly use it for other, you know, plenty of other cooking purposes, uh, making muffins or adding it to stir fry vegetables, anything like that. I will either buy Kerrygold Irish butter, which I do keep obviously in the refrigerator, or I will buy shelf stable uh, grass fed ghee. I have one from Tin Star Foods that's Whole30 approved. It's just um, ghee is clarified butter. So it is really nice because it's lactose free and casein free for those of you who prefer that. And I'll just buy a big tub of that. It has a really high smoke point of 485 degrees. Um, It's keto friendly for people who are doing keto. And again, I will use that for all sorts of cooking purposes. And I will even, you know, put some on uh, um, toast, things like that. I will keep organic extra virgin olive oil around, which is cold extracted. I don't use that for any high heat cooking. You don't want to use olive oil for high heat cooking, but I will use it as an addition to salads and things like that or for lower heat cooking. I mentioned before avocado oil spray. I use that, like I mentioned, for roasting vegetables. I will also use it for um, popcorn, as a spread for popcorn. So my kids love some fresh air popped popcorn with some avocado oil spray and some pink salt on there. I like the one from Chosen Foods. That's kind of my favorite. And just, it's wonderful, wonderful addition to have around all the time. Some people in my family like spicy foods. So for that reason, we keep Cholula hot sauce on hand. It's a pretty clean hot sauce as far as um, sauces go. It's just water, pepper, salt, vinegar, spices, and xanthan gum. And then as far as sweeteners go, I do have sugar and brown sugar on hand. I don't use it very often, more for baking purposes. But what I do use a little bit more often than that is either some dried fruit, especially raisins and the dates, or I will use organic raw honey or organic maple syrup. And again, just buying those in larger quantities. You don't need much, but a little bit goes a long way and it lasts a while. I buy spices in bulk, so I will make spice blends and put them into big mason jars, so I keep those in the pantry as well. I also keep maca powder around. I always buy organic maca powder. It's kind of considered an Incan superfood. You can add it to smoothies. Um, it's really good with you know berries and um, banana and things like that and some almond milk. 
for smoothies. And then as far as snacks go, we always keep plenty of nuts and seeds around. These are great if you're going on hikes or to keep in the car, again, for some emergency snacks so that you're not caught off guard if you end up running late and you're really hungry and you missed a meal for any reason. So I will keep some dry roasted peanuts on hand, um, often dry roasted almonds or cashews. My kids love macadamia nuts and of course I do too. Um, we'll keep pepitas or uh, pumpkin seeds and also dry roasted chickpeas. That's a really fun kind of food for kids and very healthy, high in fiber and high in protein, a plant-based protein. We like ones from The Good Bean. They make organic sea salt chickpeas and a variety of other flavors too. And then to, onto the dried fruit, we talked about raisins, dates, um, often goji berries or figs, things like that. I'll keep some beef sticks on hand. So I have ones right now from Country Archer Jerky Company, and they make these mini beef sticks that are made with 100% grass-fed beef. I always like to look for that. These are really nice too because they have five grams of protein and zero grams of sugar. So often when you see jerkies, you'll find so much added sugar, like 10 grams per serving, which is, which, you know, is, is pretty high, um, especially if you're having a few servings of jerky. So these Country Archer ones are really nice, um, wonderful flavor, not too spicy, so kind of kid approved, I would say. Um, and they make a really great addition for, you know, again, emergency snacks or just a regular snack or lunch, you know, lunch bag snack. I also keep Coach's Oats organic oatmeal on hand. They have kind of like a toasted oat texture. It's quick cooking um, steel cut oats. And I will keep some almond butter powder around to add to either berries or to that oatmeal. I like the Barney Butter Unsweetened Powdered Almond Butter. It is delicious and I like that it doesn't have any added sugar. Again, you can add your own sweetening to it. Um, either with the addition of some fresh or frozen fruit or um, with a little bit of honey or maple syrup. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. Today's show is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, the makers of my favorite magic elixirs like the Lion's Mane Elixir. Add to coffee, your morning tea, smoothies, shakes, you name it, and watch your anxiety go down and your cognitive function increase. Each of their elixirs are formulated to support various aspects of your health and wellness, from brain function to energy production, relaxation, and more. They're easy to travel with, you can add them to any liquid, and they're pretty tasty too. Use the coupon code KETO, all in caps, for 15% off all things at foursigmatic.com slash keto. Unsure of the link? Check out today's show notes for all the details. Moving on to some canned foods, we have organic fry, refried beans, I should say. Um, these are nice. They're actually Rosarita brand, and they're made with coconut oil. Um, it's great for a breakfast alongside some eggs, something like that. I also keep canned pumpkin on hand, especially during this time of year. I tend not to have it in the pantry, you know, spring and summer, but once the fall comes around, it's so nice to have either some fresh homemade pumpkin soup or, you know, something that you can make either sweet or savory. It is delicious. You can make your own pumpkin pie, of course, is another option. As for some crackers, I am loving the Simple Meal... Simple Mills uh, Fine Ground Sea Salt Almond Flour Crackers. Those are great if you're gluten-free. They actually have three grams of protein per serving. My kids adore them. So those are always an easy lunch go-to 
carbohydrate. And I also have kale chips. So these, you know, it's definitely personal preference, but um, if you want to get more kale in your diet and you don't like fresh kale or kale added to smoothies, the roasted kale chips are kind of a nice way to do it. I have some of those on hand, but not a lot because they're not super popular in my household, but they are, they are nice in a pinch. I always like to keep pop-top canned tuna in the house, um, wild-caught. So what I mean by pop-top is the kind that just, um, you don't need a can opener to open it. So it's very portable protein. Right now I have the Safe Catch Ahi Wild Yellowfin Tuna. And this one is a favorite with some of the chosen foods, avocado oil, mayo, and oftentimes I'll add some of the pumpkin seeds or raisins to that tuna mixture to make a nice kind of thick tuna salad that we can add to some toasted sourdough bread. One of my favorite things for either breakfast, lunch, or dinner is sardines. I like the sardines that are canned in olive oil. They're wild caught. I like the Season brand and they're just great. I mean, it's 1.7 grams of omega-3 fatty acids per serving, which is awesome. So per can, 22 grams of protein and 15% of your vitamin D. And we all know that vitamin D is pretty hard to come by unless you are you know, outside a lot. And even then, sometimes it's still hard to come by. So supplementation is, is often recommended. But being able to get 15% of your daily value in one can of sardines is really nice. And we all know that omega-3s have so many benefits for, for mood and immunity and things like that, and even your metabolism. As far as spices go, I tend to use kosher salt for baking purposes, but other than that, I will use ground Himalayan pink salt. I buy it in a big tub because I go through it pretty quickly. And then just moving over to my spice drawer, I also keep on hand uh, cinnamon, whole peppercorns with a pepper grinder, cardamom, and turmeric, which we know is great as an anti-inflammatory spice, ginger, which is a very warming spice, uh, cumin, minced lemon peel, a curry blend, and I will sometimes make my own curry, but I will also order Vindaloo, which is a uh, curry blend from Savory Spice Shop, which you can find online. And they have turmeric, cinnamon, garlic, fenugreek, salt, brown mustard, coriander, cumin, ginger, cayenne, cardamom, black pepper, and cloves. I love roasted granulated garlic. So I do keep some raw garlic on hand, but I prefer, truth be told, the roasted granulated garlic as well as the ground celery seeds. I also enjoy the Balanced Bites spices. They can be ordered at balancedbites.com. I went through a bunch of them, so the ones that I have left are coffee barbecue, diner, savory, and Greek. And then a few other things that I always keep on hand are marinara sauce in the jar so that we can whip up a quick um, pasta, or again, it's really good with any kind of vegetables. And I also keep popcorn kernels, just popcorn kernels, um, original that I can use in an air popper. As I mentioned, we all love making popcorn and I will keep some shelf stable almond milk around and this time of year, some sweet potatoes. So I'll buy a big bag or two of sweet potatoes that I can cook either, um, you know, in a cast iron skillet or I will sometimes put them um, in the microwave. But my favorite way to do it is to bake them for between one and two hours in the oven. They are delicious. So that is a look into my kitchen. Um, I hope that's helpful for you. And before I end, I kind of wanted to give you a little, little bonus. Um, I was actually asking 
my clients what they thought people would love to hear about. And they were talking about um, top 10 ways to heal your relationship with food. So on a separate note from what we talked about, you know, stocking in your kitchen, um, that might be a helpful tool. I just wanted to mention a few things that can help to heal your relationship with food. They're not in any particular order, but I think that all of them are of importance. So I will mention them all. One is to journal. You can journal in terms of keeping a gratitude journal, which can really help to sometimes take that focus off of the food and the feelings that come associated with the food in terms of you know, whether you feel guilty for having eaten something that you didn't plan to eat, or if you're kind of stuck in your head, sometimes just a journal and talk about what you appreciate and what you're grateful for can kind of bring you to a more grounded um, perspective on things. And you can also use it to certainly, you know, keep track of what you eat, not in the sense of calories in versus calories out or anything like that, but just to kind of take note of what foods feel good in your body. So maybe noting that you love to eat fresh fruit and you feel really good for an hour or so, but then after that you get tired. But maybe you find that when you add eggs to your fresh fruit at breakfast, you actually have more stable, long-lasting energy. So keeping track in a journal can kind of help you to pinpoint what foods really work for you specifically because we're all so individual and there yes there's lots of commonalities but we have that what's called bioindividuality so what works for me in terms of foods that make me feel good and energetic and vital and nourished and thrive might be totally different than what works for you and it also changes depending on you know gender life cycle age all of those kinds of things too even day to day Another thing to do is to sit down when you eat. This is kind of easier said than done, especially with our busy lifestyles today. It's so easy to eat on the go. I know I was talking about keeping emergency snacks in your car. And the purpose of those is to really try to eat them when you're, again, seated. So having them in your car and then using them when you get to your destination as a snack or as a kind of carryover meal so that you're not eating on the go. Also, it's not obviously as safe to to eat when you're, when you're driving. Another thing to do is forest bathing and forest bathing kind of goes hand in hand with being outside or taking a walk, which was my next point. But, um, you know, many of us live in urban areas, but the more that we can get out into nature, whether that's a beach or a grassy park or a trail, um, if you have woods, that's awesome the better we tend to feel. So we tend to make better eating decisions when we're kind of more in that parasympathetic state, that rest and digest versus that sympathetic fight or flight mode that we often find ourselves in, especially with the hustle and bustle of today. So just like I mentioned, taking a walk, um, if you are in an urban area and you can't get to that kind of forest bathing, just taking a walk outside, even for 10 minutes, especially after meals can help with regulating your mood and regulating your um, blood sugar to help them to lower that blood sugar a little bit. Drinking water or herbal tea. So my recommendation here is, and this kind of comes from Ayurvedic teachings, but if you can drink room temperature or warm water, that will actually be more helpful for your digestion than guzzling uh, cold water. So sipping on warm water throughout the day is really, really soothing to your digestive tract. And that will also help you to more likely make better food decisions when you're kind of hydrating yourself and keeping yourself well energized from that standpoint. Because we often mask uh, or mistake, I should say, 
hunger for thirst. So even mild hydrate dehydration can produce symptoms like fatigue and things like that. And often we think, oh, we're just hungry. We just need to eat more. But sometimes it's just the simple act of drinking more water can help us to feel less tired and, and less hungry. Doing something relaxing. So again, we're so used to taking care of others, but the more that we can kind of put our own oxygen mask on first and take care of ourselves, the better off we'll be when it comes to taking care of others and being of service to all of the people in our own lives. So whether that is painting your nails, reading a magazine, calling a friend, just doing nothing, meditating, you know, daydreaming, sitting outside, taking a few deep breaths, those things can be immensely helpful. And again, if we're nourishing ourselves in other ways beyond just with food, then the food choices that we do make will be much more likely to be healthy ones. Also keep a list of several meals that you enjoy. So instead of having to guess every week, oh my gosh, what am I going to get you know, at the store this week? That's why I was kind of going through what I keep in my fridge and pantry and some staples that I have. It's nice to have you know, two or so meals per... So like two breakfasts, two lunches, two dinners that you know that you enjoy that make your body feel good. And then have those ingredients on hand as much as possible so that you can kind of eliminate that decision fatigue of like, what should I eat today? And sometimes when, we, when we're you know, in that state, we end up making less good choices than when we know like, you know what? Greek yogurt and almonds and blueberries really works for me. I'm going to always have that on hand and I'm going to probably have that three or four times a week. Now, contrary to that is to think about what you enjoy in the moment. So while it's good to have these staples, it's also good to tune into, you know what, I'm feeling like I need a little extra energy today. So I'm going to have a bigger breakfast than normal. Or, you know what, I'm really tired. I just want something that's kind of soothing on my stomach. So I feel like a nice warm bowl of oatmeal would feel good for me today. So kind of that balance between having those staples and having that routine and that structure and also being open to spontaneity, to be able to think about what will be really beneficial for you, mind, body, and soul in the here, in the now, in this present moment. Going along with sitting down while you eat and the aforementioned topic of um, you know spontaneity is to enjoy your food. So savor it sit down, think about what you truly crave, allow yourself to eat those things without any guilt. One of the next best points I can mention is to love yourself just the way you are. Yes, you heard me right, just the way you are. So whether you are at your happy weight or not, whether you're in the best mood or not, just to be grateful for yourself, be kind to yourself, treat yourself well, and be accepting of your body just the way it is right now. Weight loss and weight management and getting to your happiest, healthiest weight comes not from punishment or being unkind or negative to yourself, but from just the opposite, being loving toward yourself. It's really a mindset shift. My last two points are one, to call someone that you trust so if you're having a time where you're, you feel like you're not making as good food decisions, call someone that you trust and talk to them about it. The more that we open up about any kind of food issues that we have, the more you realize that everybody deals with some kind of food issue or has in the past. 
you know, we can't get through life without being bombarded by all of these messages about what foods are good for us, what foods are not good for us. And there's so much conflicting, you know, evidence out there and theories and all of this stuff. So, you know, news changes from one minute to the next. So it's easy to get caught up in not knowing what is good for us or feeling guilty about a food decision that we made. But by calling someone that you trust and talking through it with them, you can really, really help yourself to get rid of that guilt and just make a positive decision. Take the next best step, do the next right thing, one step at a time. And lastly, give back to others. So sometimes we get so caught up in our own dilemmas or um, you know issues that seem like mountains. And when we can step outside of ourselves and just be of service to others while still taking care of ourselves, we will feel so much better. So thank you. I know that was a lot of information, but I hope it was helpful to you. Feel free to reach out to me. Um, I work with people local here in Southern California in the San Diego area, Carlsbad area, as well as long distance from all over the country. And you can reach me at brookjoanna at gmail.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-E-J-O-A-N-N-A at gmail.com. Or my website is brookjoanna.com, B-R-O-O-K-E-J-O-A-N-N-A.com. And I'm on Instagram at brookjoanna. Thanks so much for tuning in today, guys. And thank you to Leanne over at Healthful Pursuit. And I will talk with you again soon. Take care. So great, right? I hope you have a bunch of really awesome ideas to take you in to next month. Next up on the podcast, Wednesday, February 5th, we have episode 229, where I'm sharing the 10 things you should never do on keto. And then Sunday, February 9th, episode 230. My friend Stephen Hesse is taking over the show to chat about keto heart disease myths. Now, Stephen is super passionate. When he chatted with me about coming on the show, I was like, yeah, yeah, buddy, do it. And then like an hour later, he had recorded the episode. He was just so stoked to share his message. So I'm really excited to share this one with you. So stay tuned for that. And I will see you soon. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. 